Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Uh, He always causes us to triumph, the scripture says. If you look to him, you won't yield to discouragement, depression, fear, hopelessness, if you won't give in to that, but you will keep uh, moving forward, keep expecting the Lord to help you and show you what you need. He will always, did you hear that word? Always cause you to triumph. Say it out loud. He always always causes me me to triumph. triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, it's, it, it's not feeling so much like triumph. Are you done? <laughs> don't quit. Don't, don't, don't stop. Don't give up. Keep going uh, and give him time and give him opportunity and give him your, your faith and your trust and your obedience. And you will see he's faithful to his word. He will cause you to triumph in that situation always, every time. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom with us and put everything else on hold. Give this your full attention and let's agree together for answers. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us uh, agree together touching this, asking for the utterance, the anointing, the guidance, the direction, asking you for eyes and ears and hearts and minds that can see, hear, receive, understand exactly what you know is the most pertinent, most needed thing right now. We do ask for it. We thank you for it. We purpose ahead of time to be not just forgetful hearers, but to be doers of what you tell us. And we know, we're confident that whenever we do what you say, you are faithful. You always watch over your word and you perform it. You cause it to come to pass in the lives of those who do it. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you look please in a great textbook, the Bible, to Acts, the 14th chapter. We begin uh, a number of weeks ago on the subject that we're calling faith for healing. Faith for healing. And we begin in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we studied one by one 20 different individual cases of healing where we're given detail about what was wrong with the person and uh, how they reached out for help, how Jesus answered them and ministered to them and how they received and what happened. And so if you haven't been with us, that's available. Go to uh, faithschool.org and no, no charge, no cost. You can watch all of them. You can listen to all of them. And we've built on that one by one. And we got to the book of Acts. And we see that the same thing is continuing. After Jesus had ascended and sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, still the same works of Jesus are continuing through his church. 
Well, we're part of that same church. Acts 1.1, the scripture said that uh, Luke said that uh, the writing of Luke was uh, what Jesus began both to do and to teach. And then we see the same works, like we said, chapter after chapter through the book of Acts. We've already seen in Acts uh, 3 the healing of the lame man at the gate uh, called Beautiful. Then we saw the healing of Aeneas. And then we saw the the raising up from the dead and healing of uh, the woman called Dorcas or or Tabitha. And now we're down to the fourth account uh, in the book of Acts, which is the healing of the the lame man at Lystra. Here in Acts 14 and verse 1, it says, It came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. You will find this pattern uh, repeated throughout the book of Acts. They would go into a place, they would preach, people would believe, uh, there would be signs and wonders and miracles. Some people would reject it, and there would be uh, resistance and opposition, and basically everywhere Paul went, there was revival and riot. Everywhere he went. And um, that's, that's how it was, that's how it is when people either receive or reject. And we have no guarantee that everybody's going to receive the truth. And we wish they would. Uh, Phyllis, my wife, and I oftentimes will say, man, we how we wish that everybody uh, knew at least what we found out about the goodness of God and, and that they were at least as free as us because, man, it's the way to live. It's, it's so wonderful to not be confused all the time and not be depressed all the time. You don't have to live that way. There's, there's a, a way of life that is the high way. Hallelujah. It's, it's the God way. It's, it's, it's Christian. Christians, you know, called a lot of things, but uh, Christian, Christianity is not this dead, uh, antiquated, religious form of traditions. Uh, real Christianity is the most exciting life there is. It is a living relationship and fellowship with the real living God. It doesn't get any more exciting than that. A God who can do anything, anything, with whom nothing is impossible. Can you say amen, class? Well, uh, here they go and preach and people believe. And then verse 2, unbelieving people stirred up problems. Verse 3, long time therefore abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Preaching uh, boldly is the beginning of miracles. That's how it works. Uh, uh, without faith, uh, you won't see people calling on the Lord or acting on the thing, whether it's being born again or being healed or delivered. But they won't call uh, and act if they haven't heard something. And so that it begins with what is preached. It is so important Class, child of God, it's so important what you hear. And it makes such a difference what you don't hear. Uh, Many are not hearing the anointed, strong, clear truth of the gospel. 
in their life. They're not hearing the strong, clear, in him truths. What Christ has accomplished through his redemptive work. What we've been given. What he, he delivered us from. Who we are now in Christ. What we have and what we can do. That's not being preached and taught widely. Now, I don't claim to know all about it, but every, every minister should be uh, saying everything they know about it, preaching and teaching the full measure of it, boldly, unashamedly. And see, can you see what they did? They, they spoke boldly in the Lord, and then what happened? Then He, the Lord, gave testimony unto the word of His grace. God is not obligated to confirm just anything that I preach. Y'all with me, class? Or that any pastor or any minister, man or woman, may teach or preach. God's not obligated to confirm something because we preached it. We are to proclaim what He said. Can you see that? And then He confirms His word that came out of our mouths. But it's him confirming his words, not our words. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because a lot of religion, including Christian religion, has been formulated in seminaries and schools of theology. And, and a lot of it is men's thinking. It's not inspired revelation. It's not thus saith the Lord. And so... If you, if you preach men's ideas about Christianity, God can't confirm that. He, he can't say, well, forget what I said. I'll confirm what you say. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. It'd be a mistake if it happened. So we must discipline ourselves to come back repeatedly to what he said. And how are you going to know that if you never even open the Bible? Right? We uh, around in our churches at Faith Life Church, we uh, we exhort the people on a regular basis to read your scripture, read your chapter. We have a saying: read your chapter every day. Everybody at Faith Life Church reads their chapter every day. We found that if you read one chapter out of the New Testament every day, Monday through Friday, you have read the New Testament through in its entirety in exactly one year. That's interesting, isn't it? You, you can accomplish it. There are many, many church-going people have never read the New Testament through. It's not that big. And one chapter uh, every day, and that's not even seven days a week, just five days a week, one chapter is going to take you how much? You know, sometimes as little as 10 minutes, maybe 15, maybe 20, hardly any time. And why, why do we emphasize this so? Because... If you don't know, thus saith the Lord, if you don't know exactly what he said, you will be easily fooled. You'll be easily misled because there is this endless uh, phraseology and stuff uh, that people present as scriptures. You know, you see a lot of things sometimes on church signs. You know, they have signs on the road or signs out front of the church. And there's these little witty sayings and, and what have you. And, and sometimes it's, it's harmless. But sometimes you just shake your head because uh, their little saying is contrary to four scriptures. 
you know, and you got it on the sign out in front of the church. <laughs> in the church, we're supposed to preach the word, the word. Well, how are you going to preach the word and you don't know the word? You're not clear on what he said. So let me exhort you, uh, child of God, if you don't have a Bible, get you a Bible. I mean, there's so many easy ways these days to get a hold of a Bible. And beware now of some of the modern translations because they are too loose. They don't respect the original language enough. You want to find those that you can trust. Uh, I grew up on the King James. I still like it. I don't call it perfect, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I, do, I do have others that in, in my library that I check often if I got a question about a word. Young's literal translation is a very good one, very accurate. Uh, he, he was the author, you know, of the Young's Concordance, so a lot of knowledge there. Uh, but, but watch about some of the modern ones. They're not really translations, they're paraphrase. What I mean is they're not giving you a word-for-word translation. They're telling you what they think it means. And that's not thus saith the Lord. That's, that's somebody interpreting what they think the Lord said and telling it to you. Beware of that. Watch out for that. But uh, when you know for sure what thus saith the Lord, it, it, that's what you fight your battles with. When, when Jesus was, went into the wilderness and was tempted those 40 days and nights, how did he deal with that? Uh, how did he overcome that? Do you remember what he said? It is written. Hallelujah. Uh, what, a, what a problem it would have been if he said, I think I heard one of the rabbis say, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you need to know, said out loud, it is, it is written. It is written. What does that mean? That means you are not wondering about it. There's no ambiguity. You know that you know what he said. And he said what he meant. And he meant what he said. Don't let anybody change it. Don't let anybody play fast and loose, substituting words that don't mean the same thing. The Word of God is precious. It is our foundation. It is our life. It tells us how to think, what to think, what's right, what's wrong, what to do, what not to do. Without it, you are a ship without a rudder. Caught up in the winds, you are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wave and wind of doctrine. You're easily tricked, easily duped, easily deceived. You don't want to be like that. How many want to be strong and nobody's fool? Huh? Then you best get your nose in here. Is that right? Get yourself in the Word, in the Bible, the Word of God, and, and get familiar with it. And then feed on it on a regular basis. And then preachers, ministers, you boldly preach what he said. And, and, and watch about the side things and, uh, and political influence and social reform and, and just people's ideas of morality. Is that thus saith the Lord? Did the Lord really say that? Always keep checking yourself. I know when I first went to... Uh, uh, Bible school. I was there just a few months and I was learning so much and I'm so thankful. And, and one, one day in a time of prayer, the Lord challenged me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but inside me very distinctly. 
I understood the Lord was telling me something. He said, Keith, everything that you realize that you believe, find it in the Word. Discipline yourself to go find it. And so I understood that. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I didn't realize what a process this was going to be. Uh, but then I'd, you know, a day or two would go along and, and I'd hear something and I'd realize, well, I believe that. And, and, and the Lord would prompt me, where is it? Where is that? In the Word. Because if you can't find it in the Word, you have no solid foundation. If it's right, if it's truth, it's going to be in here in multiple places. And so sometimes I would be able to find it and think, okay, all right. But see, that wasn't a wasted motion because now I'm more sure than I was before. Come on, can you see that? I'm more settled. I'm, more, I'm like, hey, I thought that was right. Now I know it's right. <laughs> but then there were many times that I'd I, I think, well, yeah, I believe that. And, and the Spirit of God had prompt me, where is it at? Where is it at? And I think, okay, I'm, I'm sure, you know. And so I'd look and I couldn't find it. I'd look and look and search and I'd get out to concordance. And sometimes after off and on for days, I'd realize I actually found scriptures that contradicted it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why do I believe that? And I'd go back. I heard a preacher say it somewhere. Or I heard my granddad say it. I got it somewhere and I kind of assumed and kind of mixed it in with churchianity and decided, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that's God. You will find class. This is all over the place. I, I had a lady come up to me one time after a message and uh, she was shaking her head. And I said, what is it? She said, no, 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 I can't agree with what you just said. She said, because it's just like the song says. I said, like, like, what? She said, you know, the song. And she started quoting uh, a song out of a hymnal, uh, an unscriptural verse. I had just given her multiple verses, and she's given me a song, holding it up as authority. <laughs> now, this is not uncommon. You will find this all over the place. People say, well, I just, you know, I got a right to my beliefs, you know, uh, just like you do. Well, actually, not if you're a Christian, honey child. No, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to believe what the Christ told you, not just make up your own beliefs as you go along. You actually don't have a right to just formulate your own beliefs contrary to the word of God. Now, if you're not going to be a Christian, well, you do whatever you want to do. But we have a standard. We have a book that does not change. And anything the Spirit of God says to you is going to be perfectly in harmony with what He's already said in different places in the book. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the book. (laughs) Thank you for the Bible. He is long time. They abode speaking boldly in the Lord, and He gave testimony. Unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. In churches, in ministries, if you don't preach it, you won't have it. If you never preach healing, then it'll be rare that you'll ever have any healings. If you don't preach 
provision, then your people are going to want. They're going to lack. If you don't preach uh, about prayer or about faith or about walking in love, everything we need to do in this life, it takes faith to do it. Uh, Let me say it another way. It takes confidence (laughs) to do it, right? Whether it's praying or giving or walking in love or, or acting in authority, it takes faith. Where are you going to get that faith? Well, you should be feeding yourself, right, on a regular basis, and you'll get things that way. But then also, uh, you really should get a lot by the anointed teaching and preaching where you should be a part. Now, if you don't have a church, that's part of your problem. And say, so, well, I have a problem. Yeah, if you don't have a church. It's an issue because the Lord commanded you not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now, if you say, well, I I think I can be just as good a Christian as you or anybody, you know, without being a part of a church. Well, you are arguing with the Lord, not me. He's the one said those things. And you can't be as good a Christian as anybody ignoring what the one you call your Lord told you to do. You got to submit to the Lordship of Jesus. And if he says do this, then yes, that's what we do. And you need that fellowship with like faith. And you need that regular input, that regular anointed feeding into your spirit. And you need to serve somewhere. You need to be a part of helping the work of God go with your time, with your talents, with your treasure. Needs, because life is short. In a few days, you're going to look up. It's going to be time to go. In just a few days. You live 50 years, uh, 70 years from now. It's going to go by so fast. Those of you that have been alive a little while, how's the last 10 years seem? Last 20? Is that right? Well, I mean, it is. the days and years are zipping by like telephone poles going fast down the road. I mean, it's soon and very soon you're going to be out of here. And a whole lot of things that people are spending so much time doing won't matter. Nobody will know. Nobody will care a thousand years from now. But what you do by the direction of the Spirit, what you do in faith and love, what you do to help his, get his gospel out, uh, help build his church, help minister to people and reach people, that lasts forever. There will be a crown of righteousness given to those that do this that does not fade away, the Bible says. And the Lord said, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and I got my reward with me. Hallelujah. And all of us ought to go, Yay! Yay, he's got his reward. Talk about Christmas time, Christmas day. It's beyond Christmas morning, man, when the Lord comes with his reward. But you can't just be preoccupied and with yourself and just live for yourself and just be totally caught up in this life and this world and never have any time for the word, for prayer, for church, for his things. It needs to be a priority. If Jesus is your Lord, the word's a priority. Prayer's a priority. Church is a priority. Do, do you hear me, class? If it's not a priority, then the Lord may be your Savior, but is He your Lord? Or are you your own Lord? You're running your life, not Him. Said so they, they preached the word boldly. And He 
testified that what they were preaching was his word and true, and he confirmed it and backed it up with signs and wonders. Now, one of the things that happened in verse 6, when they were aware that they were planning to stone them, they left and went to Lystra and Derbe. And verse 7, and there they preached the gospel. Well, that's what they were speaking boldly in verse 3. Same thing, the gospel, good news. And there said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. And so this would be considered, naturally speaking, an impossible situation. Um, the word impotent here means no strength. Uh, his, his feet couldn't hold him up. There was no, no stability in him, no strength. He'd never taken a step in his life. But the same heard Paul speak. Did it matter that he was at that meeting that day? Class, are y'all away? Huh? What if he had said, I don't have time for, you know, yeah, I heard some new guy, Paul's at his name, is coming <laughs> to the synagogue. But, you know, I actually had somebody tell me this. I, I had the privilege of working at Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry for years, and um, uh, he had a healing school. And uh, it was for people to come that had physical issues themselves and come and just built up in faith. And so this lady and her daughter came one time, and they just came to check on it, you know, briefly. And so, uh, well, actually, the, she wanted prayer, her mother. Uh, wanted prayer. And so I came out and they talked to me and, and uh, I could tell just in talking with them a couple of minutes, she's not ready to pray. Faith is not there. And, um, and so I said, well, you know, we're starting class uh, in just a few minutes here. Uh, come be in class with us. She said, oh no, you know, my daughter and I are, are going shopping. Well, she just told me she's diagnosed terminal. And, uh, you know, if, if something doesn't change right away, she's not going to be around much longer. And I said, well, okay. I said, well, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. And I think it was, uh, that was Tuesday or something. She said, well, no, Tuesday's the day we work in the flower bed. And I'm thinking, <laughs> can you see what the problem is? See, no time for the word. No time. What if this man had said, you know, well, no, um, you know, Today's my, the day I play checkers with the guys over at, at the community center. No, and, and, and we're laughing, but this is going on every day. People just, they see no value in the Word of God. They see no value in ministry and these things. And so they got no time for it. And so they don't hear the thing that would change their life. When he heard what Paul preached, did it change his life forever? Oh my, did it change his life he got faith to be healed from hearing what Paul preached. All sermons are not equal. <laughs> huh? Not all preaching is the same. There's some preaching that will take faith out of you if you listen to it. And there's other preaching that will put faith into you. Hallelujah. We trust that you can get faith at faith school. That's, that's our belief. And our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We love you. We believe 
God's Word's getting into you strong. Come back tomorrow for some more. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.